as I understand it. Rectangle of mediocrity. Wow, Craig, that was some outstanding stuff. Whatever, Kevin. You sound like a real nerd. I'm grooving. Now I'm going off on a rant. Our guests are the meat to our stale bread. Like your food tasty? Try Heinz. Heinz 57 sauce. Like your food saucy? Try Heinz. Heinz 57 sauce. All right. It's another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I'm Kevin Morris, Director of Business Development for Channel Partners. Joining me as always, the man who's only been wrong once, and that's when he thought he was wrong, the Executive Editor of Channel Partners and Channel Futures, Mr. Craig Galbraith. Craig, how are you? <laughs> well, Kevin, once again, you really pegged me there. That suits me to a T. And your opening song choice nailed that again, Mr. Channel DJ. I get it, the Heinz 57 jingle from 1964, since this is our 57th episode. Epic. Ah, uh, nah, sorry, Kev, I, I, I can't do it. I just can't handle the role swap here. Unlike the kid in the 90s McDonald's commercial, change is not good. And as Ozzy Osbourne once said, now all my days I'm filled with fears, because we're going through changes. Uh, okay, Craig. All right, buddy. Just grab a paper bag and breathe into it, sir. <laughs> I'm all right. I was just goofing. I figured we got to break out some quality Craig and Kevin nonsense since we've been away from our casties for so long. Hopefully nobody thought we were gone for good, as this is our first episode since the Channel Partners Conference and Expo concluded last month. Craig, it has been a long time. Maybe too long, my friend. We've been busy tying a bow on that most excellent show, and you and I have also been away from the office a bit, and quite frankly... Hold up, hold, hold up. Are you doing what I think you're doing? Yes, I suppose so, Craig. We're going to hit him right away with a personal deep dive. So, I went up and visited my parents for two and a half weeks, helped my mom out after she had a little surgery... Fortunately, all's looking good on the medical front, but it is really good to be back here at the desk in good old Arizona with my brother from different parents doing the podcast thing again. Now, I understand, and I say that because you told me, that you actually managed to get in a little R&R. Craig, I did. took the first solo immediate family wife and kids vacation that we've taken in a long time. A lot of times we vacay with other members of our family. And uh, we had a shortened, abbreviated, I guess, if you will, a spring break this time around. For Well, the kids did. I don't get spring break anymore, unfortunately. So we, we stayed on the East Coast. We went down to the Florida Keys because the wife and I had both never done that. And, of course, that means the kids haven't. And so we went down there, stayed at a nice resort on Duck Key uh, near the Marathon area, right in the middle of the Keys, and just did a lot of lounging around the pool. They had a saltwater lagoon. We took a sunset cruise, um, had some dinner, and adults had some wine on that cruise. And then also got a chance to swim with the dolphins for about 45 minutes, my friend, which was awesome. It's just great to see the kids interact with the dolphins. So it was definitely a lot of fun. I do want to say, though, us being away is not the only reason this podcast was delayed, Craig. Oh, no? Well, what was that? Well, if I'm being honest, and this is a personal deep dive, Digi got a whole lot of additional street cred at our show, and I really needed to do something to hopefully slow his momentum and maybe make all that 
become forgotten. Ah, slow Digi's roll. I understand that. Make people forget about him, even if it means they forget about you and me. Yes, sometimes vengeance does not work out best for the person that is trying to enact said vengeance. I think there are a few sayings on that. (laughs) Yes, and that wasn't one of them. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's because I said it. Um, But Craig, as we know, Digi was the star of our excellence in Digital Services Awards, and the awards themselves were named after him as the Digis. He also insulted me during our big moment on stage, Craig. (laughs) <laughs> that he did and it was pretty impressive because he was just a big cardboard cutout on stage but uh it was neat that everybody got to come up and and they uh got into the groove and got their picture taken with a digi if they were one of the award winners and everybody seemed to be having a good time and they didn't walk out even though you and i uh, were on stage for the first uh, five or ten minutes of the awards <laughs> it was a little more than five or ten minutes maybe our monologue was five to ten minutes and then we had to give out all set awards, which is probably the only reason no one walked out because they were expecting to win an award. Well, spending time with you on stage, it may have been much longer, but you know, it just felt like five or 10 minutes because we were simpatico. (laughs) Well said, Craig. Very well said. Well, and it may have been a month, uh, Kevin, we're still talking about this show, but I certainly think we'd be remiss if we didn't at least do a quick recap. Uh, Why don't you hit him with the numbers? The 2019 edition of the Channel Partners Conference and Expo, it was back in April. It was bigger. It was better. It was more diverse. I guess now it's time to get in some numbers to prove what I just said. We had 6,211 total participants. That's a Channel Partners all-time record. 6% growth year over year on what was already the largest show in the channel. So to hit 6% growth in a total attendees is a huge number. Um, We had 274 total exhibitors and sponsors at the show, also an all-time record. Thank you all for the support. Thank you, attendees, for coming, because you're who makes these sponsors want to come join us. And of those 274 sponsors, Craig, being in business development, I love this number, 93 of them were first-time exhibitors to a Channel Partners event. I mean, that is huge. It's over 33% of them. That just proves, Craig, our point of... The channel is converging. We're getting all different kinds of exhibitors and sponsors coming to the show, bringing in all different kinds of partners. So, for example, we had three different GPS fleet management companies at the show, and they all had fantastic shows. We had digital signage companies at the show. We had credit card payment processing companies at the show. We had lending companies at the show. It's not just your typical communications IT technology vendors, which are amazing and game-changing for everyone. We had a liquidation company for equipment that came in, and they turn around and resell that equipment. I mean, we had everything on the show floor that you could think of, and it was just great to see, again, going to that point that we have the most diverse audience in the channel as well. In addition to the standard master agent, agent, sub-agent community on the communication side that everybody comes to expect from channel partners, well over several hundred MSPs in attendance, VARs, IT consultancies, really displaying the fact that we are the only all-encompassing channel event at Channel Partners Conference and Expo. And again, that is all thank you to those that come to the show and support the show. Just can't say enough. It's just exciting. I know I went on for a bit there, Craig, but, I mean, it really gets me going coming back from the event and, one, seeing how huge it is and seeing everyone and seeing all the fun that was being had in addition to the business being done. It just 
really makes everything we do year-round, Craig, because working with you is really difficult. It makes it really worth it. And lastly, Craig, in addition to all those numbers, I just have to say the love and the outpouring on social media that the event has been receiving from sponsors, partners, speakers alike. Again, I, I'm just shocked by it and humbled and can't say thank you enough. This has got to be a record. It's still coming. People are still writing posts that, that say this was the best show we ever attended. Here's what we learned. Can't wait for next year. So thank you so much, everyone. Uh, you know, we work really hard to get this event as right as we can. Nothing's ever perfect, but we're trying. And we just can't wait to do it all bigger, better, more diverse again next year. I got to be honest, Craig. Yeah, it was pretty awesome in all seriousness. And uh, I even had a couple people say a couple of good things about you and me. So if they're saying good things about you and me, you know they really like the rest of the show. Wow. If there was a most improved award, we'd definitely win then. If people are actually saying something nice, that means we must be really improved. Yeah. And if we were in some sort of professional league, then like the year later, we'd be out of the league. So we wouldn't be doing this podcast anymore. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Well, that's a most improved award for you. Hey, anyway, Kevin, uh, you know what the conclusion of Channel Partners means. Uh, That means it's on to Channel Partners. That's right. We've already got some great stuff lined up for that show, which will be held at the Washington Convention Center in the heart of our nation's capital. Also, my home city, Craig. Woo! One of the highlights, of course, will be the second annual MSP 501 Awards Gala. We'll once again welcome some of the biggest and smartest managed service providers around the world to join us for a terrific evening of food, networking, and awards. The deadline for submitting an application is the end of this month, so be sure not to delay. And this isn't just for the MSPs. Vendors, if you work with MSPs, this is a great chance to help your partner shine. So please, please implore them to submit an application. It's just a great chance to get recognized by the leading independent news source for the IT and communications channels. We'll provide a link to the application on the landing page of this podcast, and of course, You can find it by checking out any story on the Channel Futures MSP 501 page. That's channelfutures.com slash MSP dash 501. Yeah, that thing is going to grow into a monster. We can also announce some amazing keynote news, Kevin. We've landed Carolee Gerhardt, channel chief with a little company you may have heard of, Google, as a main speaker for our show. As I like to say, that's big time. Craig, this really goes to what our talking point at Evolution for the last three years has been, and that's the differentiation of our show and evolution of our show by getting someone like that, an IT leader from Google, as the headliner. You know, in the tech world, that's kind of like booking U2 for your rock festival. Oh, but just to be clear, no, we didn't book U2 for Channel Partners Evolution. Buddy, I could feel you salivating through the internet there. Didn't want you to get too confused. That would have been pretty awesome. I mean, if only we could have brought Led Zeppelin back. (laughs) Yes, that's for sure. All right, as they say on Saturday Night Live, we've got a great show for you today where we'll feature great interviews and another of our favorite segments, Where in the World is Edward Gately? Our intrepid reporter on the road again. He'll get us up to date on the latest in the world of cybersecurity from last week's No Before conference in Orlando. And the resident millennial, as well as our channel's Got Talent winner from last year, was on the road too, right? Our own James Anderson 
will give us a quick hitter interview from TBI's big event. Yes, indeed. But first, why don't you welcome in our first live guest, my friend? No, wait, wait. Let me do it. Without further ado, and with that, Kevin... Oh, oh, wait. I was going back into that role reversal thing. Yeah, it's all yours. All right, Craig. With that, it's time to welcome in our first guest. He is Danny Obaseki. Danny is the VP of Sales with GMS Live Expert. Danny, how are we doing today? I am doing very well, thank you, and thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, stooping down to Craig and I's level, or at least Craig's level anyway. <laughs> Well, Danny, uh, let me be maybe not one of the first, but another one to congratulate you on your recent promotion at GMS. Uh, for those listening that might not be familiar with GMS Live Expert, could you please provide us with a high-level overview of the company and tell us a little about your new role there as VP of Sales? Absolutely, and and thank you for the kind words. Uh, I'm very uh, excited about the new position here at uh, GMS. Uh, we've got an amazing senior leadership team and, and looking forward to working with them. In terms of GMS, uh, we are a 19-year-old family-run organization that provides a, a North American-based help desk and knock service. Uh, we're 100% channel focus and help MSPs, uh, managed service providers, augment their support offerings. Uh, from a knock standpoint, uh, we, we, mo we basically monitor and manage anything with an IP address, uh, workstations, routers, switches, network printers, and, and servers. Uh, we also provide patch management, and we're vendor agnostic, working and integrating with uh, all the major RMM and PSA solutions out there. From a help desk standpoint, we provide phone, live chat, and email or ticket-based support. We also assign anywhere from seven to ten network engineers to each of our MSP partner accounts. Uh, in terms of my new role here as uh, VP of Sales, it's quite simple. We want our MSP partners to be more successful, so my primary goal is to help them uh, go to market with our help desk and knock service offering, helping them position it, package it, and even price it. Uh, so, and, and doing things of that nature to make them uh, bolster their respective support offerings. All right, so Danny, let's take that a little bit further and tell us what the biggest and maybe most immediate benefits are for the MSPs who partner with you and uh, those benefits it provides to their end user customers. At the end of the day, uh, help desk and knock are all about numbers. Uh, and we have some pretty staggering metrics when it comes to first touch remediation rates. Uh, last year, for example, we received just over 500,000 tickets that came into our service desk, and we had a first touch resolution of 94%. I think that's the most immediate benefit we provide our partners. Uh, we don't, uh, for lack of a better term, play ping pong with tickets, escalating tickets back to our partners. Uh, we truly free up time for them to focus on other aspects of their business, whether it's uh, business development efforts or focusing on more profitable project work. Uh, this is done in terms of our service offering. This is done by a, a mature team of engineers who carry, uh, on average, 13 certifications, uh, CompTIA A+, uh, CCNA, MCSE, and, and, and the list goes on. As I alluded to earlier, uh, we assign specific engineers to each MSP account, uh, which results in our engineers getting pretty intimate knowledge of our MSP clients' uh, environments. And the end users actually get to know some of these engineers uh, on a first-name basis as, as time goes on. Uh, another benefit of a, a partnership with GMS is us being huge proponents of documentation. I always say we are as good as the documentation you provide us. And what we've done is standardized on an application called uh, IT Glue. And, and prior to onboarding each MSP end user account, we review surgically details on each client to make sure that we're set up for success. First and last names of all the users is mandatory, for example the types of devices that they're onboarding, 
is also mandatory, what OSs are on those devices, any other intelligence they have on, on peripheral devices or applications within uh, that network. Uh, the benefit here is twofold. Uh, this forces MSPs to properly document and gather intelligence on their clients. The benefit for the end users uh, is that this mitigates the need to ask each end user a, a number of uh, quote-unquote annoying questions. So when, for example, Sally Payroll from ABC Financial calls into our service desk, we already know that she has an iPhone, iPad, and laptop with uh, Windows 10 OS, for example. We simply find out what her issue is at hand, start troubleshooting and, and getting to the business of finding out what the root cause of the issue is at hand, and then remediating said issue in, in a pretty timely manner. Lastly, we have a pretty flexible usage-based uh, per-user pricing structure that uh, lowers as uh, MSPs mature their clients' environments. So that's a pretty high-level overview of the, the, the benefit summaries uh, um, that we, we provide our client base. Danny, I got to say, those are substantial. Uh, I bet you Craig wishes he could vet and get all that surgical information on his co-hosts for a podcast prior to starting this thing with me, just like you do, you have your MSPs do with their clients. Where were you three years ago, Danny? <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> I needed the help. I, I could have helped you. Yeah. <laughs> could have saved Craig and our audience a lot of headache, Danny, I'm telling you. But... Uh, you know, in addition to providing that first-class help desk and knock support you just spoke of, your website, uh, GMS Live Expert, and blog features a lot of information on helping IT partners with the sales and business development aspects of their business, which we all know are major pain points within the MSP space. Can you tell us a little about how you support MSPs beyond the technology aspects? Yeah, absolutely. First off, I'd like to give a shout-out to Dan Goldstein, who's our Director of Marketing. He's responsible for providing all that uh, information to our uh, MSP uh, partner base and, and prospect of clients as well. They, they have access to, to all these information. But harkening back to my earlier comments about help, helping MSPs go to market or developer go to market strategy, uh, my role as a VP of sales here at GMS is to help bolster uh, this offering. Currently, we have a, a partner development team who can jump in on, on joint sales calls with our MSP partners as needed uh, to help them articulate the benefits of both help desk uh, support and proactive monitoring and management from a NOC standpoint. We have customizable marketing materials that MSPs can leverage when introducing help desk support to their break fix clients. What we've also done is built a, an ROI calculator to help prospective clients do their due diligence when, when deciding to either build out their own help desk team uh, versus smart sourcing, um, as I like to uh, term it, uh, to GMS. Uh, and this can be found at uh, gmsliveexpert.com forward slash calculator. Long term, uh, what I'll be doing in my new role is, is delivering presentations to our partner base on, again, how to position, price, and package managed services, including help desk, to their uh, break fix clients. Uh, we'll be doing, a, in addition or conjunction, we'll be doing a number of uh, webinars with other vendors in the channel whose focus is to help with uh, marketing and sales. Uh, we're also about to implement a, a partner council. Uh, that's something I'm very excited about. Uh, that will include our MSP partners of all shapes and sizes. And the goal here is to solicit feedback to, to bolster our offering. Uh, lastly, what we've also done is developed, it's been in the works for a while, a, a partner portal, which should be released any day now, in which our partners can now pop in there and, and generate a, a ton of reports uh, uh, from a help desk uh, metrics standpoint. And speaking of talking to partners, Danny, uh, it was great to see you guys at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo last month. I know you had a 
A lot of great conversations there. Thank you for your support of that event. Uh, any specific discussions with MSPs or some talking points from industry experts that maybe stood out to your team? Yeah, it's always our pleasure to, to sponsor a, a, an amazing event such as uh, Channel pa Partners. Uh, I actually didn't attend uh, the event personally, but our CEO and uh, Director of Marketing, uh, Dan Goldstein and, and Wayne Goldstein, uh, respectively, uh, uh, came back. Uh, they attended the event and came back in great, uh, and, and gave great feedback. Some information that sort of popped out, we heard about a number of uh, mergers between traditional telco providers and MSPs, which is always interesting to, to talk through the logistics of uh, and they were particularly impressed with Jay McBain's talk uh, about the shifts in the channel. Uh, they, they thought it was pretty insightful, and uh, we, we look forward to attending uh, the event again next year. Uh, yeah, we just had Jay on the podcast here not too long ago. It was a really good conversation. I'm sure he'll be happy to hear the kind words. And I believe you can find that keynote on channelpartnersonline.com as well for those who are interested. It was extremely insightful. Well, Danny, thank you so much again, one, for GMS's support of the event, but two, for joining us here and, and giving uh, us and our audience some great information on GMS Live Expert. And um, if you want to hit them with that website one more time, Danny, before you go, just so they know where to find you after this podcast. Absolutely. And, and thanks, uh, guys, so much for the discussion. It was uh, my, my absolute pleasure. Please uh, visit uh, globalmentoring.com, get more information, and to, to reach out to our sales team, and we'll be more than happy to, to delve into our service offering. Good stuff, Danny. Thanks so much for your time today. Talk to you down the road. All right, some really good information there on Help Desk, Knox, uh, MSP relationships there from Danny with a GMS Live expert, uh, Kevin. It was great to see their team at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo. sounded like they had a really good show. Craig, it was great to hear that. And also, I liked what he mentioned about the help desk and eliminating the annoying, obvious questions. One, I get so many from you. But two, on the consumer side, whenever I call into something, I have to answer the same like four or five questions to each person they move me to. So undoubtedly, for something that should take five minutes, it takes an hour. And I answer the same questions like 12 times with each person. So that's a huge benefit. Um, and they're definitely a company on the rise. Couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, Kevin, I think it's appropriate since there's no doubt uh, there will be some MSPs in attendance at our newest Channel Partners show in December. No doubt. Yes, that we segue right into Channel Evolution Europe. Yeah, that is a good idea. But really, we could have had a guest talking about anything tech or channel related, and it would have been an obvious segue. Not one of your best. Yeah, okay. I kind of mailed that one in. Uh, but just the same, we mentioned it once or twice briefly on the podcast uh, before, and it was mentioned on stage at our show last month. But I think a lot of people don't yet know about our first European channel show to be held December 2nd and 3rd at Park Plaza, Victoria in London. right there near a ton of popular attractions like Westminster Abbey, Buckingham Palace, the Houses of Parliament, Big Ben, kids, Big Ben. And I looked on the map, you'll feel right at home because there's also a McDonald's right down the street. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if they bring back the Grand Mac while I'm in London, then I'm hitting that McDonald's. There's no doubt about it. That was a limited time only and I, and I miss it. <laughs> Uh, Craig, all that is true. Love the uh, European vacation reference. But the real reasons our audience will want to be in London are for the two-day expo hall, channel experts, peer-based conference programming, and some all-new awards. 
This is the perfect time for our first foray into Europe, as many of the big master agents and distributors are getting into the European market or expanding their already existing European businesses. It's going to be super exciting, Craig, and it'll be here before we know it. I do want to say, Craig, I heard some other analysts say that the UK and European channel market is young, it is growing rapidly, and it is ripe with opportunity. So I definitely think, as a brand, we're really hitting this market at the right time. Absolutely, Kevin. And if you haven't had a chance to see it yet, we did a live version of the podcast at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo with our own TC Doyle, who's taking the lead on content for Channel Evolution Europe. That live video podcast is posted on channelpartnersonline.com, and we will provide a link to that on our landing page for this podcast as well. Hey, Craig, we'll probably also see security vendors and resellers at Channel Evolution Europe as well, right? Yeah, sure. Well, that's a great segue to our next segment where we catch up with the latest trends in cybersecurity and what's going on at Know Before, which has a rapidly growing channel program. Uh, you are right. Those are terrible segues. That's uh, our first show back after a layoff. We'll get better. Anywho, it's time for... Where in the world is... Edward Gately. That's right. Ed spent last week in Orlando at Know Before's KB4Con, its annual user conference that now welcomes partners to attend. Take it away, Ed. Hi, this is Edward Gately, news editor with Channel Partners Online and Channel Futures. And I'm here with Sarah Valton, Nobleforce Vice President of Channel, and Tony Jennings, Senior Vice President of Global Channels. How are you guys doing? Good, thank you. Really good. Good to be with you. Okay, so now, Tony, first I hear that you are relatively new to your position. Yep, I am 15 days old. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what, what made you want to join No Before and tell me about your job? It was all of 10 minutes meeting Stu and Lars and the executive team. There were three major reasons. Um, number one was the leadership team. Mm -hmm. um, I was blown away with the intelligence and just the sheer business that was behind the executives in knowing how to run it. Um, two was the product set. Um, mm -hmm. I've been in security now for about 20 years. Started when I was young, obviously. Um, and always been patching. Bad guys do bad things, and then I would come in and try resolve it and make sure it doesn't happen. You know, what No Before is giving the end user, which is now becoming the highest attack vector in the stack, is really educating them and helping them to do what is right. Mm -hmm. So that the product, where they were going through it, and the culture of the company. Um, mm -hmm. I was blown away with just the sheer focus on delighting the customers, doing right by the customers, mm -hmm. and their commitment to building a partner ecosystem that can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that's why within about 10 minutes of meeting them, I decided this is where I want to be. So now what's your role here in working with Sarah? So, absolute delight working with Sarah. Sarah runs uh, North America for me and has a stellar team underneath her. Mm -hmm. My job is global, so all partnering activities um, mm -hmm. all over the world is ultimately under my, under my leadership. Now, we know that this conference, is uh, the attendance here is about triple what it was last year. What's the partner presence here? I know last year, I, I want to say I think there was maybe... 15 or so partners that were here last year. Mm -hmm. Now this year we have over 60, so mm -hmm. we've 
quadrupled the number of partners and, and it's growing. So we expect even next year we'll probably do the same thing exponentially, quadruple whatever we, you know, whatever we did this year. And now what's the message for partners here at the conference? You know, it's it's kind of twofold. I think there's there's the side of it where they're really engaged in and learning all the same things as as our customers are learning, but then at the same time being able to also get a good feel if they're that you know they can meet with their channel representatives and they can understand if they have questions specific to the platform or selling the platform, you know, marketing, how to market it and et cetera, and really just being able to, you know, get as much as they can so that they leave here ready to, you know, hit the ground running. You know, I think these type of events for partners is truly awesome. I mean if you look at No Before as a company, we're we're in hyper growth. And <laughs> I don't think hypergrowth even covers it when you look at the numbers, is to truly give the partners the knowledge, equip them with the enablement to enjoy the hypergrowth in their own organizations that we are. Mm-hmm. So it's giving them the tools, giving them the networking, being able to meet with customers, meet with other partners, and truly understand best practices. For me personally, I want them to enjoy the ride of a hypergrowth company, really delight their customers in a way that a lot of other technologies, they don't build the relationship with the customers. It's you sell a firewall, you configure a firewall, it's in. Whereas with no before, it's giving the partners the ability to truly partner with their customers. Regular reviews, regular reporting, truly getting creative with the customers. Mm-hmm. Because every customer is different, every partner is different. So this event gives them the ability and the platform to learn all the skills and knowledge. What are you hearing from partners here at the conference? What kind of feedback are you receiving? I've been blown away with the passion and the focus of our partners. It's exhilarating. Um, I've been in the partner business for many years. To see the passion and the creativity Mm -hmm. is just awesome. So the feedback we're getting from partners has been very positive, which is fantastic. Um, They've made some requests for additional input, um, which we're going to take and bring in next year. And for them, the feedback that we are getting is they're really delighting their customers in solving a real problem. And that gives them the platform within that customer to grow and to, you know, build the book of business. And now, uh, M&A is a really hot topic with Noble4 and at this conference. Are these acquisitions creating new opportunities for partners? Absolutely. I mean, every, every M&A that we embark on, Stu has multiple vectors that we have to hit. And, and one of them is the go-to-market. You know, I think the opportunities, you know, if you look at the executive team's focus, it is delighting the customer. So every M&A that is enabling us to delight customers even more automatically is an opportunity with the resellers to do the same. As well as companies that we acquire typically have their ecosystem and we enjoy embracing their ecosystems with our partner ecosystem, best practices and enabling us to grow. What's the latest with Noble4's partner program and how has Noble4's channel strategy been evolving? It's evolved very quickly, which is awesome to see. And as you know, with a lot of vendors, the partner program just kind of rolls along because it's big and clunky. And um, so I've really enjoyed learning about how the evolution of the partner program has gone through. You know, the next big evolution you're going to see over the next few months to 12 months 
is really about equipping and embracing the partners. We have a lot of tools. You know, we're in hyper growth. You don't have hyper growth unless you have a lot of sales tools, system tools, enablement. And we're going to be working on packaging that up a little bit more efficiently, really delivering it to the partners. Equally, meeting up with our head of marketing, Kristen has been doing a lot of work around how do we take our marketing tools and enabling the partners to leverage them. So the partner program is going to evolve in that side, but my commitment and my team's commitment, it will always be simple, mm -hmm. it will always be light, and always be easy to navigate. Now, a lot of the presentations here have been about the latest threats, latest tactics that are being used uh, by cyber criminals. Does that information kind of translate, you know, how should partners be making use of that latest information? Yeah, this is a hot topic for me. Um, okay. And as we discussed a little bit earlier, um, there's a lot of thought leadership in cybersecurity. A lot of it is great, but there is a lot that is just the same thought leadership packaged in a new way. I think that the information and the insights that Know Before security team is pushing out, I'm really encouraging our partners to embrace that and really leverage it and push it out to the customers. It's mm -hmm. a new paradigm, it's a new way of thinking, and partners need to be taking the thought leadership and really educating their customers on the new threat vectors and really getting our customers to understand the depth and magnitude of these new cyber attacks and techniques they're using. Yeah, I think uh -huh. kind of along the lines of what he's saying is, you know, every time something's happening, this is actually ammunition to go back to their customers every single time there's mm -hmm. something and it's on it's happening on a daily basis so there's really there's plenty of ammunition it's just a matter of them taking that data and learning how to deliver that communication to your customers so that they're feeling the necessity and that they understand the importance and the severity of what happens if you're not actually you know creating that level of security, you know, that, that that eighth layer of security and creating that human firewall is really what we're trying to make sure that they understand it enough so that they're delivering that same to their customers. Does it seem that, that customers are, are as hyped on this as partners and, and know before? Oh yes, for sure. I okay. mean, it's just a matter of if you get the time with them to be able to communicate it to them, then it's it's a no-brainer. They're completely the same, like you say, hyped mm -hmm. about it as anything that's happening out there in the wild, every single time something happening, that's why you have them constantly reaching in every time something happened and realizing, oh my gosh, you don't want to be that next person that's you know in the news for you know some mm -hmm. hit or something like that. And then my last question is, what can partners expect from Noble 4 in the coming months? A lot more enablement, um, a lot more engagement, and a lot more best practices that we see in industry pushing that down to the partners so they can learn what are best practices, not just in know before security, but in go-to-market, marketing, selling, delighting customers. It's our core focus for the next three to six months. All those things then create the, again, it goes with the hyper-growth theme. Earlier this morning, we had a, a meeting with all of our channel partners to explain to them, hey, last year we were 121% up Mm -hmm. over the previous year in our channel growth mm -hmm. and really that that's just going to relay right into 2019 we're going to see those numbers just continue to skyrocket i really appreciate you guys talking to me today well, thank, thank you, you. thanks a lot 
As always, Craig, informative stuff from our own Ed Gately at the Kate Before Con. I'm glad we don't actually have to find Ed like they did in the old Carmen San Diego game show. <laughs> yeah, he can be a slippery one, all right. <laughs> yeah, cybersecurity, as we've said many times, is a part of every sale now. So uh, getting that information was uh, pretty crucial, not just for the No Before partners, but uh, just about every partner in our audience these days. And you know, Kevin, uh, we've actually got time to slip in one more quick hitter. Um, it's the Internet. We don't really have any time constraints, do we? Nah, but it creates a sense of urgency that I think people will respond to. Yeah, as long as they're still awake. <laughs> yes, that's right. So we shouldn't talk much longer. So our resident millennial news editor, James Anderson, made a quick trip from Phoenix to Chicago for TBI's... Can't wait, Craig. Can I say it? Um, yeah, sure. Big event! Yes, uh, just in case the audience did not understand that, it was TBI's big event. And despite a travel nightmare that didn't get him into Chicago until almost 8 in the morning the day of the event, this trooper came through with a short interview for us. Two minutes was about all he could muster because he fell asleep immediately after. Can we hit him with James's theme song first, Craig? No, absolutely. That's a given. We are, we are, James, go get it. Hi, I'm James Anderson here at TBI's big event at Soldier Field in Chicago. I'm with Dave Landsberger. He's the director of training and events with TBI. Uh, Dave, can you talk to us about kind of the main takeaways partners are supposed to get from today's event? Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of our biggest suppliers here uh, in our vendor community and a lot of our biggest agents. Really the main focus of the conversation today is around adapting to digital transformation and adding to customer experience. So every vendor has a very different solution. What I think the channel is working towards is having more significant conversations outside of just the IT teams, working with procurement, working with marketing, and that's what we're trying to coach them through today, whether it's through TBI staff providing workshops or through our largest vendors helping them through that journey as well. Yeah, so we had a, someone who does procurement with Ace Hardware here, right? So right. What, what was kind of the vision behind that? Yeah, well, I think in our community, everybody's really focused on like CIOs, IT directors, oh. VPs of IT, and traditionally that has worked very well. It doesn't work so well anymore. Especially if you're trying to sell an enterprise mid-market clients, there's just more stakeholders. So the main goal of bringing Fraz on stage was to just show people there are other decision makers you need to talk to, and they're actually holding the keys in, in regards to these purchasing decisions in a lot of cases. Well, that's pretty big. How many years have you been putting on this show? This is our fourth year okay. of the big event, yeah, here at Soldier Field, and it's our largest one so far. Awesome. Well, Dave, thanks for talking. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the time. Craig, like Ed, James, coming through again as always with great stuff from our friends at TBI and their big event, which, uh, again, on social, I've heard nothing but great things about. Uh, James held his own as well, expanding beyond his ability to lick his elbow, as previously alluded to on our special Channels Got Talent segment last summer. Now he's a bona fide podcast interviewer. All I can say is that it's great to be back with another podcast, my friend, and Channel Partners will be on the road all summer long, bringing you interviews from some of the tech industry's biggest events. 
Craig, I'm only saying this because it's on script, but can we please play a little more of that Heinz 57 jingle as we close out? Uh, that was a classic plug by you, just so our audience knows. And my dinner is just around the corner. I'm more of a mustard guy, though. <laughs> it was quaint, wasn't it? It reminds me of a simpler time. I bet it does. I bet it does, Craig. And a reminder, you can download the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. Just go to... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Not more of that Craig and Kevin bizarro world. I can't take it! You can download the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. Just go to Apple Podcasts and search Channel Partners Online. You can do the same thing on SoundCloud. And of course, you can find these podcasts on the flagship, ChannelPartnersOnline.com. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Peace out! Like your food tasting? Try Heinz, Heinz 57 sauce. Like your food saucy? Try Heinz, Heinz 57 sauce.